Hello, welcome to 2023. Uh, it's New Year's Day when we're recording this. Uh, welcome to the you know, to the new season of Challenger Podcasting. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically we're gonna uh, talk about the previews, uh, you know, of the of the five events that are that are coming this week. Uh, yeah, this this will be just of co- or just the, the the previews of the draws, and we're also gonna kick off the prediction competition again, uh, which I won last time, so it's now a tie. Um, you know, in terms of the the, the whole year wins, uh, we're gonna see who starts the starts the new year better. Uh, of course, I'm joined by my friend Jakub, who's gonna now talk about something. I don't know what. Well, happy new year! We are back after an off season of sorts. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, Challenger Tennis. We're back, even though there was a delay, obviously with the Challenger TV, they weren't showing uh, matches as they started initially or something. Uh, oh really? I was drunk. I didn't notice. I I, I watched some qualies today, but uh, I I didn't see the first matches. Yeah, here I am sitting on my couch trying to tune into Diallo Shang, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just unable. And I don't think that's right. Uh, but yeah, they they got it working eventually at some point. But I I moved on. Um, uh, it makes sense on. because one guy on on Twitter DM'd me and asked whether uh, challengers usually stream qualifying. And I, I just said, yeah, of course, all qualifying is streamed. Uh, that, that, that's why he was asking. Okay. Yeah, because it was, it was just blank. There was nothing on there when I opened it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, moving on to our draws that we have. We have to start in Canberra because that is the strongest draw that we have this week. Most exciting. I am hyped for this event. Uh, the top seed is Maton Fuchovic starting against the qualifier. Uh, he will then face Arnaldi or Shevchenko. Also in the section, Pavel Kotov is there playing Dane Sweeney. Mark Paulman's in with a wild card as well. Second section, we have Gombosh against Misolic right away. Uh, the winner of that face is most likely Kovalik, but Bradley Klan is also in here with a protected ranking. Uh, Rodinov faces Brauer. Van Ash faces Watanuki. In the third section, Passaro plays a qualifier, and then Lukas Klein or Lukanardi. Gaston plays Alexander Vukic, and then Riedi or Nicolas Hari. Uh, Emilio Gomez is the second seed, playing a qualifier, and then Franco Agamemnon or James McCabe. We also have Del Bonis playing Jan Lennart Struff in that section. Um, over in the qualifying, we have a lot of interesting names. As I mentioned, Diallo beat Shang, actually, so he's still in the running for it. Alexander Muller is in there. Liam Brody, Sebastian Offner, Kuako, Nava, Kruti. Like, so many interesting players that are going to fill out this draw. Uh, over in the doubles is not quite the same level as in the singles, but still some interesting pairings in there. We have Goranson and McLaughlin as the top seeds. Uh, we have Arnaldi and Passaro teaming up, Bellier and Muller teaming up, uh, Brau and Riedi playing doubles together, Gaston and Vanash. Uh, a lot of interesting teams there. Um, but back to the singles, who do you think is taking this one? Yeah, that that's a pretty rough draw, as you said. I mean, this is uh, this is pretty insane. Even the qualifying, you know, in, in most events, these guys would be playing main draw uh, matches like Maestrelli Diallo. I could easily see both guys, you know, getting on a run in the main draw here, but they're facing each other. Diallo Shang, of course, was ama- was must have been amazing, but we didn't watch it. Uh, apparently, not only because I was drunk, but also because I, because it, it wasn't well, you know, possible. Anyway. Uh, 
let's looking at the draw of course Fuchovic is is one is a guy that already sort of sounds like you know he could win it I think he also like had a good run at you know in an Australian challenger a couple of years back but you know not sure not sure that matters a lot yeah Canberra the, the last edition he or maybe not the last edition uh, anyway in 2018 I think he was the runner-up in Canberra in 2018. That's what oh, it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost to lost to Seppi. Um, anyway, um, of course. Uh, that then again, that there's like some seeds that I definitely don't want to go for, like Gaston against Vukic. You know, he's probably the underdog for me. Um, there's a lot of great opening round clashes like Kleinardi, Riedi, Jari. I mean, all of these guys can really win it. And I, and I can't really seem to, you know, get away from the idea of just slamming the top seat here. Um, is it a great section of the draw? It, it's pretty good. I think Kotov, uh, is of course pretty dangerous. Arnaldi on hard course is probably more likely to, to beat Shevchenko than the other way around and then play Fuchovic. Qualifiers are dangerous, as we said, but, um, yeah, it, it, and everyone can win this. It, it's really tough. And that's why I think, you know, just going with the top city is a pretty okay option. Emilio Gomez in a very strong challenger, by the way. You know, maybe he should have gone to Nontaburi, like, you know, like he usually does. No. Yeah, yes, I'd be surprised to see Gomez there. Uh, it, it, you know, maybe he wants to test himself before the uh, Australian Open or something, but it, it, it's an interesting choice for him to to come here. Very uncharacteristic compared to his past year. Um, but yeah, in this draw, you, you, you really said it. I mean, anybody can win this. It's insane. It's so strong. Especially these middle two sections, almost anyone that you pick out of there is a potential winner. Uh, Riedi is one that's very intriguing to me, but I will go with Fuchovic. It just makes the most sense, I think. The draw there for the first two rounds, at least, is quite nice. Even there, after Kotov, I mean, I, I yeah, it's it's a draw that's very easy to like in this very very difficult draw outside of that section. Yeah, first event of the year, and we're already boring and going for the top seed, but. I don't think we're going for the top seed in Numea, though, uh, you know, to transition into there. Yes, uh, in Numea, our top seed is Christian Garin. Uh, he will face a qualifier. And then Siong Chong Hong or Tomas Fankat. Uh, then we have Ricardo Bonadio facing Toshihide Matsui in with a wild card. Can you believe it? Um, that's, I mean, it, it, it's a must watch match for me. This, like, I, I just have to see this. Uh, the winner plays Diaz Acosta or a qualifier, Jean Borpiros plays a qualifier, and then potentially Brancaccio. Benoit Pair plays Victor Lopez, who apparently has never played tennis before or something. I saw on Twitter, he's like, <laughs> Yeah, he, I, think, uh, I think he's from New Caledonia, right? That's why that's why he got a wild card, but obviously, they don't really have the depth there. Yeah, I, what, what could possibly go wrong for Bedo up here in this match? Uh, then we have es Escobedo potentially in the second round for him. Third section, we have Jumhur playing a qualifier, and then Marcora or Shazal. Peniston plays Uchida, and then Ajit Rai or Colin Sinclair. Blancano plays Barrios Vera, who's playing his first tournament since, I believe, June last year. He's at a long uh, layoff. Um, winner plays Statham or Olivieri. Grenier plays Mansuri and then locally or Sedarusic. In the qualies, uh, not the same quality that we saw in Canberra, that's for sure. I feel like a couple of those players could have benefited from traveling over here instead. Uh, but we have Sekulic, for example, lots of, lots of buys um, in this draw. But yeah, 
maybe somebody will will do something interesting. Um, in the doubles, we have Matsui and Wesugi as the top seeds. Uh, some other interesting teams. We have Barrios Vera and Garin teaming up together. The the Chileans. Bonadio is playing with Marcora. Uh, Blancano and Mansuri are the other set are the second seeds. Uh, both top seeds have buys. But going back to the singles, who do you like here for the title? Yeah, I also thought these events are gonna be like you know, Canberra and New Cal- and Numea are gonna be like closer to each other in terms of the strength. Apparently, for most for most players, it was just important to be in Australia already. Although I suppose, you know, looking at it, it's probably like a few hours flight between the the, the places. So maybe maybe it's you know it's it's the wiser choice. Victor Lopez played some uh, juniors tennis apparently. Uh, well, mostly in New Caledonia, also in New Zealand and in Fuji. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't didn't amount to much, but I don't think he was even ranked. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, if there's a match that Benoit Perry can't lose, it's probably this one. But it's still gonna be like this is th- this one. I'm watching for sure. You're watching Matsui Bonadio, and I'm and I'm definitely gonna check on Victor Lopez Perry. I think Matsui Bonadio won't be a good show, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, who I'm going for here? Uh, I said that I wasn't gonna pick the top seed. I think it's generally like. It's possible that Garin wins this event. Uh, he maybe isn't playing on hard courts much, but of course he had these Wimbledon runs. He's definitely a bit better on hard courts than you know Wimbledon's on grass, but you know faster conditions. Um, I think he's definitely a bit better than most of the field. And in in a, in a weaker tournament like that, I think he also has a challenger final in like Mexico or something. It's possible for sure. Uh, do I trust that Pirosh is healthy? That is that is always a question. Uh, I see here that he played some matches in like the Czech league in December and beat Kasper Zhuk, but also lost to Toby Kodat. So, you know, I'm not sure what to think about it. Um, I think this is this is the guy that I'm really drifting towards. Peniston hasn't been, uh, you know, in, in form since the grass season. I am a big Blanca no hater, as we've established many times. <laughs> Grenier is, of course, an option, but he uh, also seems to have dropped off a bit since that, you know, since uh, getting to the top 100, and then he fell out, and like he isn't playing as well anymore. At least wasn't when we last saw him. Of course, for most of these players, this is going to be the first event uh, event of the year. Um, yeah, can't really see anyone else that I would like to go for outside of Garin and Pirosh. Uh, I'm gonna go with Pirosh, just trust that he is healthy. Yeah, and in the qualifying, Sekulic maybe could do something, but yeah, as you said, it's it's a lot of buys and not much really other than, other than him. Yeah, so I have also written now, but Pirosh, I'm not considering changing it just because. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good pick. His section is so soft. It's like he really should reach the semifinals out of that. But I will change it. And I will change it to Hugo Grenier. Um, yeah, let's let's just go with that Grenier in there, uh, and we can move on to Nontaburi. As soon as I open the draw, Nontaburi, <clears throat> where the top seed is Fabian Marojan playing Palapum Kovapilkutet. <laughs> uh, Lloyd Harris was coming back from a long uh, injury break. Uh, curious to see where, where his level is. He's playing Benjamin Hassan first, though. Uh, Su plays Moria and then Trujeti or a qualifier. Tunglin Wu is the third seed, could face Uchiyama in the second round. Uh, Paul Jabos won a section, could face Valentin Royer. Uh, Max Purcell plays Stefano Travaglia and then potentially Mats Morang. 
uh, Escoffier faces Michi, uh, Mochizuki and then Shimabukuro or Zhukaev. Maget plays a qualifier and then Marek Gengel or Tennis Sangren. Denis Novak plays Danaded and Tiago, uh, and then potentially Tiago Tirante in the second round. In the qualifying, we have some really interesting names. We have Luca Pui uh, in here. He beat Jacopo Berrettini in the first qualifying round. His first match, I think, since Ilkley and his first outdoor hardcore win since, like, I think I saw it was, like, September 2021. So um, really good for him. Uh, he was he still has to face Alfredo Perez before he makes it into the main draw, though. Uh, we also have Alafia Ayeni, who beat Oradini in the first round. Uh, some other guys like Henry Squire, Donsko, Verbensky, Parker. By the uh, way, you, so you you struggled with Kova P. What was he? Kova Pitukted. Uh, how would you go about pronouncing the guy who Squire beat today? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I've seen this name. Yeah, he, he, he appeared uh, in a few Thai challengers before, yeah. Vishaya Trongcharo and Chaiku. Trongcharo and Chaiku. Yes. Nice. Trongcharo and Chaiku. Um, <laughs> anyway, where were we? Going over to the doubles, we have Galway and Hachmed Dugo as the top seeds. Uh, Pui is playing doubles with Dana Dead. Morang and Novak are teaming up. Lloyd Harris is playing with Donskoy. Uh, Marojan is playing with Verbensky. I feel like we're seeing a lot of these singles players trying to get some. Uh, playtime and Gengel is playing with Pavla Asik. So Pavla Asik starting his season without the Ebavi, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Evan King and Tennis Sangren could also be a very uh, threatening team. Uh, Tiranta and Drukhetin here as well. I feel like overall, you know, more interesting than Numea, I dare to say, despite the lower uh, point, uh, points awarded there. But yes, who are you looking at for the title? Yeah, very, very hard in the predictions department, though. Like in, in Numea, I had a couple of guys who I thought, you know, Garin, Pirosh, Grenier maybe as well, who I thought were you know, much stronger than the rest of the field. And here, Jesus, I have no clue who's winning this event. Um, in the bottom half, of course, you know, Purcell Travalia in general, that's a great first round. I think both of these guys could win this. Moraing, if, if he's healthy, is always an option. Sandgren played pretty well at the end of last year, maybe. Uh, Denis Novak, I think he's returning from like a small injury, but you know, playing Adat in the opening round, that doesn't really strike me with confidence that he will do it. Tunglin Wu is an option. I think you, you picked him and he made the final in like one of the Asian events last year, right? Um, Maroshan, of course, we talked about him a few times, uh, that, uh, you know, he's actually much better on hard courts than it seems. Um, maybe, maybe Sue as well. He had a couple of good runs. Lloyd Harris, no clue what he's going to do, right? Uh, we, we just can't really know. Uh, but that's also like, makes me not want to pick Maroshan because Maroshan has a pretty much a buy in the opening ground probably. But, uh, yeah, if Harris is just, you know, able to play at 100%, it's going to be very tough and it's going to be a blockbuster. Um, so I think I am going to go with this. I'm, I'm sort of going back and forth between Sandgren and Tunglin Wu, which are crazy peaks, but yeah, a lot of players could win this. This feels like a very even draw. Uh, I'm not going to go with Luca Pui. I haven't seen his match today, but, um, you know, we'll see how he does, but I also don't think he's winning seven matches maybe in a row. So yeah, I will go with 
Tunglin Wu. I think Sandrian would have been like the more impressive pick if it's if it you know ended up being right. But I'm gonna go with Tunglin Wu. <laughs> I, I feel like we've done this podcast too long where we just pick the same players because they've also written down Tunglin Wu. Um, and now I'm sort of thinking, do I stick with him or do I? F- f- fun thing about this. So I do my uh, Elo ratings prep, mm-hmm. and the the top three uh, Elo on surface players from this draw are insane. I don't know how these guys have Elo that high, uh, but yeah, it's Lloyd Harris. Yeah, it makes who, sense. I don't know the Elo ratings at all because he's been out for so long. Then it's Mats Morang after him, and Tennis Sandgren after him. And then you have Novak Marojan. Yeah, Sandgren, I can understand it, honestly. I mean, he, he really had a good one at the, you know, at the end so of the I year. Feel, I feel like Morang was horrible all of yeah. the past season. I mean, he, he was injured, basically, all of last season. When he played, he was retiring. I mean, he won that uh, challenger against uh, Alice at the beginning of the year. Turin, I think. But yeah, other than that, he was basically injured all year. So Morang is very shocking. And Harris, of course, yeah, it just... Uh, it's it's his elo from before the injury, I suppose, mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? I will I will stick with the blue. I'm not going to change because uh, I feel like we're not going to match in on our picking. Okay. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, so yeah, woo for me. I don't I don't mind matching twice. Uh, but yes, on we go to the Oeirash fifty, where we have Richardas Berankis as the top seed playing Gianmarco Moroni. Uh, then one of two qualifiers, Elmar Eupovic plays Pedro Souza. Then we have a blockbuster matchup between Gabriel Debru and Mate Valkus. Definitely one to watch. Uh, Gigante plays Tabur. And then P- Pierre Ugerber, uh, who's back, uh, he will face a qualifier to start. Dugas plays a qualifier as well. And then Oliveira or Vessels. Neukris plays Neumayer. And then Vachero or Dominguez. Medvedovic plays Lukas Ger, which is uh, low-key a pretty interesting matchup here, I think, in the first round. Uh, Giannou plays a qualifier, and then Jay Clark plays the Camps, uh, one of two qualifiers. After that, Collignon plays James, uh, Jaime Faria. Uh, Justino plays Paul Martin Tifon over in the qualifying. I think that they're playing as we speak, but... Um, who was it? Uh, Lyal, I think, won. Yeah. Uh, Prismich won. He's going to be interesting. Uh, August Holmgren won as well. Uh, Kenny Deschepper. I think uh, Chemi Ilkil is also in the draw. So could be some interesting qualifiers as well. Over in the doubles, we have Aesetic and Erber um, as the top team. We also have Collignon playing with Giannou. Uh, Clark playing with Moroni. Some really random teams here. The Camps playing with Vachero. Uh, but yeah, it, re- it really should be Aesthetic and Air Bear if we see the best effort from both of them. But yes, who are you picking for the title? This is interesting. You really sort of got into my head with saying that uh, we're not going to have the same picks. And because I, I, I have this, uh, you know, um, I, I, I just saw this player and I'm... Like want to pick him, but at the same time, I think he's so like off the beaten path that it might actually be him that you were talking about. But you know, first things first. Uh, yeah, I wonder if Gerh Medvedovic is actually going to be a fun match, like on indoor hard, because on clay I would love to watch it, but indoor hard it's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm thinking of Berankis for sure, but well, when when I when I watched him in Vilnius, he was really off his game. He wasn't. He didn't seem physically ready to 
uh, to play, uh, you know, five matches in a row, for example, as well. I don't know, maybe during the offseason, he got much better in that, in that regard. I do not know that. The, the section is pretty good. Oh, by the way, we have to mention that De Bruyne and Prismich are the first guys who use the accelerator spots. Uh, De Bruyne to the main draw, of course, the uh, Prismich to the qualifying, because De Bruyne, well, well, they're both like, I think they were 11th and 12th at the end of last year, but De Bruyne got the higher option because of his Grand Slam title, of course. But Prismich, I mean, he's like 400 something right now. So probably he's going to be actually using like the promotion mechanic more soon, just getting into, into challenger qualifying on his ranking and then getting a main draw spot, uh, if he can keep winning. And he played very well today, by the way, against, uh, Jean Vier. It really seemed like the power on his serve and ground strokes is so much better than, than it was last year, uh, which probably makes sense why he dominated these ITFs in December so much, December and November, I guess. Uh, yeah, coming back to the draw, there's really not that much to like in like the bottom half. I maybe a lot of these guys like they, they seem to have a big serve like Vashro, Gerg, you know, which indoors should work, but at the same time they really like having some time on the ball. So it's it's kind of weird. Uh, Clark Deckams, I'm definitely not going there. Uh, Gigante as the third seed in the challengers is kind of wild. Uh, Herbert is an option. Maybe that's who you're going for. I don't know. Uh, as you said, the Bru Valkos is, is just um, a blockbuster in the opening round. I am going with Chemilka, I think. I, you know, it's okay. a, he's in the qualifying, but yeah, I, I didn't even notice him at first, honestly. I watched a few matches from Oyerash today, but he's at the end of the schedule. He hasn't actually started his first not match yet when we're recording this, by the way. Uh, he, uh, there are two matches that still haven't started and he's, is one of them, but he's playing Araujo and then, or Araujo, I don't know how, how it's, uh, read in the Portuguese. And then he's playing Moleker, which indoors, I think should be good for him. We saw what he did in Bratislava in Vilnius. He was just insane and, you know, in, in similar conditions, I think he can, he can win it. He, if he qualifies, he's probably like, you know, in the top five contenders to win the whole thing. Uh, of course, with the slight disadvantage of having two matches already, although maybe at the beginning of the year, it's actually not a disadvantage at all. So yeah, I'm going with Cem Ilka. All right. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I feel like you've outdone me in the uh, unexpectedness of, it, okay. of the pick. It, 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 it's, a, it's a good pick. I could definitely see him going deep in, in this draw. Um, I'm going to go with Pierre-Uc Herbert in his, in his comeback event. It's probably not a good idea, um, but I, I I really like his section. So I feel like if he if he's playing any sort of decent level um, that we can maybe expect from him after six, six months away, uh, then then he probably should be making it to the semis, and then you know who who knows what happens. But yeah, I actually like your pick better than mine, probably Chamil Kill um, in this draw. But yeah. Airbear for me, Ilkal for you. Yeah, as soon as I saw Ilkal in the draw, I was oh, <laughs> I can, I can, I can pick him, and then I started realizing that maybe he was the guy you were talking about. But then it, it, yeah. you know, uh, you you sort of just said, oh, Cham Ilkal is already there, is also there in the draw. So I figured you probably weren't, you know, trying to con me and you know just mention him casually because you wanted to pick him. Yeah, I, I did a lot of overthinking when it comes to this one. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, 
Yeah, and I think we're also left with Tigre, which, by the way, is the second Challenger 50 event of the week because uh, of the ones that we talked before, Canberra and Numea are hundreds. Uh, Nontaburi is a 75, so the new category. Uh, well, sort of new. It's a, it's an 80, but a 75. And yeah, and we get f- two Challenger 50s t- this week, Oirash, and I think the slightly less exciting Tigre, or is it? Well, let's get to it. Let's see who's playing. We have Juan Manuel Serundolo as the top seed playing Tito and Drogue. Uh, he could then face Timo Stoder. Also in a section, Guido Andreozzi with the wild card plays Francisco Comesaña as the seventh seed. Uh, yes, pretty young, also in their section. Then we have Casanova playing Echargui, whether he faces Lavagno or Midon. Genesi plays Ambrogi and then Chepeliev or Boscardin Diaz. We also have Juan Bautista Torres playing Murkel Dejen. Winner faces Alexander Weiss or Qualifier. We have Londero as the eighth seed playing Erhard. Uh, Duta da Silva plays Evan Zhu. Uh, Andrea Coyarini plays a Qualifier. And then Tenen Zatman or another Qualifier. Roca Bataya plays Villanueva. And Betola plays a Qualifier. In Qualifying, we have an interesting match. We have Seboshville playing Gonzalo Bueno. I feel like whoever uh, wins that one could be an interesting qualifier. Some other names in there. We have, I don't know, Prichotko, Otegi, uh, Ignacio Monzon, Pereira, Briand. It's, it's, it's a very typical sort of qualifying field that we see in these South American challengers. In the doubles, we have Dushevetsky and Matuszewski as the top seeds. Uh, we also have Andreozzi playing alongside Karu, and he actually faces the Oetas Delpino brothers. Uh, in the first round, we also have Viesper de Jong playing with Oleg Prichotko. But back to the main draw, who do you think is winning this one? Yeah, I'm I'm just checking what Guillermo Duran is doing this week, but apparently nothing. Maybe he's injured or something or just didn't want to play the, the first week. Well, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about the doubles, uh, fun, fun, it's it's good to see Jeretsky and Matuszewski back in South America. I know after like a month, they couldn't stay away. <laughs> But it's a good choice, of course. It's it's really easy yeah. to gain points there. And I think especially Matuszewski is like defending nothing for the first four months of the year or something like that. Until Hosdorf, I think. So yeah, anyway. Uh who is winning Tigre? Uh Serundolo seems like the super obvious pick. I don't think I'm gonna be able to talk myself out of it, but he seems just so easy here. Uh then again. You know, Stoddard in the in the second round potentially, De Jong in in, uh, in the quarters, or even Andreozzi, who maybe is finally gonna play a a more heavy single schedule. Uh, that's that's pretty tough. Like in general, that top quarter compared to the rest of the draw, I think is just so much stronger. Uh, the bottom half is really soft. Feels like someone like Colarini, um, Londero, or Torres could just reach the final. You know, while not doing that much. Londero, of course, has been injured for like a half a year. So who cares? I, I mean, I, I I would be pretty close to picking Londero here, I think, even if he was healthy. Uh, Atmane, by the way, I just noticed him like, what is he doing in a South American challenger? That That's that's an interesting thing to me. I, I don't think he's, you know, that good on clay. And this is not an, not an altitude, of course. Anyway, yeah, Serundolo has also been injured. As you know, as always, <laughs> he retired to Diaz Acosta. I think in in the last event that we saw him, and um, the question like whether he is healthy that that's just unanswerable. <laughs> you know, we don't know that. Uh, it's a pretty tough draw. I'm gonna say like for for the quality of this field, Serundo actually actually has a tough draw. 
uh, even someone like Droga, you know, if if he's not healthy, he's gonna have to run a lot, make a lot of balls. It's uh, yeah, and of course Stoddard has been on fire in ITF events, and De Jong, Andreotti, these are the tough guys. But I'm still, I still have to go with Serundo. I think just playing healthy, you know, he's so much better than the rest of the field. But I wouldn't exclude yeah, the fact that he, if he's not, if he's not 100 or maybe just rusty, uh, he could lose to one of these guys in the early rounds, or maybe you know get through the the early rounds but tire himself and then lose the final to Torres or Colarini. It's possible. But I think it has to be Serundo. Yeah, Serundo is the massive favorite here. Uh, the player I'm sort of trying to talk myself into is Londero. Uh, I'm really curious to see what his level is um, in this sort of weaker field. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he still has Torres in there in the section. I'm going to go with Serundo as well. Yep. Uh, I guess we have our picks done then. Uh, of course, this is a bit of a shorter episode, but we're going to be back next week with another brick of, <laughs> of a Challenger podcast with uh, five events to to recap with four events to, um, I guess, four events to, uh, to preview, right? I can't remember, but something like that anyway. Uh, and yeah, see you in a week when we're going to discuss uh, what happened in the events in Tigre, Oeiras, Nontaburi, Canberra and Numea. Bye. Uh.